Today we're recording from the Green Tales. 47. The War Now Dancing Shoes. Once upon a time, there was a king who had 12 daughters, one more beautiful than the other. They slept together in a large room where their beds stood side by side, and in the evening, when they went to sleep, the king shut and locked the door. However, every morning, their shoes were worn out from dancing, and nobody knew where they had been and how it kept happening. So the king issued a proclamation that whoever could find out where his daughters danced during the night could choose one of them for his wife and be king after his death. But anyone who came and failed to uncover everything after three days and three nights would lose his life. Not long after this proclamation, a prince came and was well received. In the evening, he was conducted to a room adjoining the bedchamber of the king's daughters. His bed was set up there, and he was told to watch and find out where they went dancing. And, just to make sure, they couldn't do anything in secret or go out anywhere else. The door of their room that led to his was kept open. However, the prince fell asleep, and when he awoke the next morning, all twelve of them had been to a dance for their shoes were standing there with holes in the soles. The same thing happened the second and third nights, and his head was cut off. After that, there were many who came to try their luck, but they all left their lives behind them. Now, it so happened that a poor soldier, who had been wounded and could no longer serve in the army, traveled toward the city where the king lived. Along the way, he met an old woman, who asked him where he was going. I really don't know myself, he said, but I would certainly like to find out where the king's daughters go dancing and where they wear out their shoes so I could become king. Oh, that's not so difficult, said the old woman. Just don't drink the wine that's brought to you in the evening, and then pretend that you've fallen asleep. She also gave him a little cloak and added, when you put this cloak on, you'll be invisible and you'll be able to follow all twelve of them. After receiving such good advice, the soldier now became serious about the entire matter and plucked up his courage to present himself in front of the king as a suitor. He was welcomed just as cordially as the others had been and was given royal garments to put on. In the evening, at bedtime, he was led to the antechamber and as he was preparing to go to bed, the oldest daughter brought him a beaker of wine. But he had tied a sponge underneath his chin and let the wine run into it and didn't drink a single drop. Then he lay down, and after lying there a little while, he began to snore as if in a very deep sleep. When the princesses heard his snoring, they laughed, and the oldest said he too could have saved his life. After this, they stood up, opened the closets, chests, and boxes, and took out splendid clothes. They groomed themselves in front of their mirrors and hurried about, eager to attend the dance. But the youngest said, I don't know. You're all happy, yet I have a strange feeling. I'm sure that something bad is going to happen to us. You're a silly goose, said Otis. You're always afraid. Have you forgotten how many princes have already tried in vain? I didn't really need to give the soldier a sleeping potion. He would never have awakened, even without it. Oh, 
so that's why they all went to sleep because they put the special sleeping thing inside. When they were all ready, they first took a look at the soldier, but he had shut his eyes tight, and since he neither moved nor stirred, they thought they were definitely safe. So the oldest went to her bed and knocked on it. Immediately, it sank into the ground, and a trap door opened. The soldier watched them climb down through the opening, one after another, with the oldest in the lead. Since there was no time to lose, he got up, put on his little cloak, and climbed down after the youngest. Halfway down the stairs, he stepped on her dress slightly, causing her to become terrified and cry out, "What's that? Who's holding my dress?" "Don't be so stupid," said the oldest. You've just caught it on a hook. They went all the way down, and when they were at the bottom, they stood in the middle of a marvelous avenue of trees whose leaves were all made of silver and glittered and glimmered. I'd better take a piece of evidence with me, the soldier thought, and broke off a branch. But the tree cracked and made a tremendous sound. Again, the youngest cried out, "Something's wrong! Didn't you hear the noise? That never happened before." But the oldest said. That was just a burst of joy because we will soon be setting our princess free from the curse. Then they came to another avenue of trees where all the leaves were made of gold, and finally to one where all the leaves were made of pure diamond. The soldier broke branches off from each kind, and each time there was a cracking sound that caused the youngest sister to be terrified. But the oldest maintained that they were just bursts of joy. They went on and came to a large lake with twelve boats on it, and in each boat sat a handsome prince. They had been waiting for the twelve princesses, and each one took a princess in his boat, while the soldier went aboard with the youngest princess. Then her prince said, "I don't understand it, but the boat is much heavier today. I have to row it with all my might to get it moving. It's probably due to the warm weather," said the youngest. I feel quite hot too. On the other side of the lake stood a beautiful, brightly lit palace, and sounds of merry music with drums and trumpets could be heard from it. They rode over there, entered the palace, and each prince danced with his princess. The soldier danced invisibly as well, and whenever a princess went to drink a beaker of wine, he would drain it dry before it could reach her lips. The youngest sister was terribly anxious about this too, but the oldest continued to quiet her down. They danced until three in the morning, when all the shoes were worn through and they had to stop. The princess rowed them back across the lake, and this time the soldier sat in the first boat with the oldest sister. The princesses took leave of their princes on the bank and promised to return the following night. When they reached the stairs, the soldier ran ahead of them and got into bed. And by the time the twelve princesses came tripping slowly and wearily up the stairs, why are they tripping slowly and wearily? Because they're tired from dancing. Because they haven't finished reading. <coughs> and by the time the twelve princesses came tripping slowly and wearily up the stairs. He was again snoring so loudly that they said, "Well, we're certainly safe from him." How is he supposed to get enough sleep if they're dancing all night? They sleep during the day. 
But they, but don't they have other things to do during the day? They are royalty. They're prince. They don't work. They just sit around, sleep, and drink wine. Then they took off their beautiful clothes, put them away, placed the worn-out shoes under their beds, and lay down to sleep. The next morning, the soldier decided not to say anything, but rather to follow and observe their strange life for the next two nights. Everything happened just as it had on the first night. They danced each time until their shoes were worn out. However, the third time, he took a beaker with him for evidence. When the time came for him to give his answer, he took along the three branches and beaker and went before the king. The twelve princesses stood behind the door and listened to what he would say. When the king asked, "Where have my daughters spent their night wearing out their shoes?" he answered, "With twelve princes in an underground palace." Then he told him everything and produced the evidence. Immediately thereafter, the king summoned his daughters and asked them whether the soldier had told the truth. When they saw that they had been exposed and that denying would not help, they had to confess everything. Finally, the king asked the soldier which princess he would like for his wife. "I'm no longer so young," he answered. "So I'll take the oldest." The wedding was held the last same day, and the king promised to make him his successor to the kingdom after his death. The princes, however, were compelled to remain under a curse for as many nights as they had danced with the princesses. Thank you for listening to podcast Double Eggplant. For more, please visit freetime.education/rewind. Text copyright by respective authors. Audio copyright. 2023 by Free Time Rewind. Music by Lord Gio. I'm not a younger no more. Time flies so fast, it felt like last year I was one for. Oh oh, life is better than before. Ain't nobody gave me keys that had to break down that door. Oh oh, Westside baby, Westside baby. I want everyone to follow your dreams. No dejen que nadie les diga que no. You hear me? Don't let nobody, and I mean nobody, say no. Yo, I'm a, I'm a Westside baby. I'm a Westside baby. I'm a, I'm a Westside baby. I'm a Westside baby. I'm a, I'm a Westside.